It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. there and welcome to a new episode of damn it with me fever i am so excited yes daylight saving sucks because we you know lose an hour of sleep but it is no longer dark at five o'clock we have a lot more sunlight in the evening more time to get things done at night we don't feel like we're so tired that extra sunlight is going to energize us i'm i'm excited because this means that Spring is almost here, and that means summer is going to be here. There is so much coming up this summer, and I'm looking forward to getting out. I'm looking forward to my garden. I'm looking forward to getting on some hikes. So it's going to be a good summer. I just have a good feeling about it. Um, last week's podcast, I know it was a little bit more risque, a little different side of the beaver, uh, but I didn't get to thank Rusty because he kind of just abruptly ended the show. I'm still mad at you about that. Uh, he just abruptly ended the show. So I never got to really thank him for being on the show. So uh, just a big thank you. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. It, it. Like I said, it was a little bit more risque. It was something a little bit outside of what I would normally do. But I just cannot believe the stuff that's on Craigslist. And I am already compiling a list for another show. So uh, we'll be doing that again in the future. I don't know if I'll have Rusty back or if I'll find another um, guinea pig to uh, banter with about that. Um, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I am a huge proponent for animal rescue. I, I mean, if you want an animal, I always suggest rescuing an animal because they, they're just really good animals. Uh, I have four uh, dogs that are rescues and I just love every single one of them so much. But I want to give a shout out to the Oklahoma Beaver Buddies. Now, if you've listened to my birthday episode from February, you did hear that the Beaver Buddies in Oklahoma set up a fund to help with the rescue of uh, animals. Uh, I don't remember if he ever said that it included other animals besides dogs, but I know that it definitely includes dogs. Uh, The rescue has to date adopted five dogs, and they've raised enough funds for six more dogs. I am so blessed and touched by this that you guys are still doing this. I I am just ecstatic about it. So um, I really, really, really would love somebody from the Beaver Buddies to reach out to me with some pictures of these beautiful dogs either that are up for rescue or uh, dogs that have already been rescued. I would love to see these dogs. So email me, dammitwithbeaver at gmail.com, because I know you're listening and I love you guys. Um, And that, you guys actually inspired 
this show because I was thinking about you guys and how you're doing such wonderful job with animal rescue. And I got this, you know, warm sensation in the cockles of my heart, deep down, making me feel all nice and warm and toasty. And then I thought, huh, we rescue animals, but I know there are times that animals have rescued us. So let's look into some interesting stories about animals who have actually turned the tables and saved us. Now, there's a lot of them. This is just going to be a few of the ones that I found and uh, some interesting ones. So Lulu is a pig in Vietnam or Vietnamese pig. Sorry. Uh, She has an owner named Joan Altsman. Well, one day Joan in her home uh, got pain in her chest and she collapsed in her home, a victim of cardiac arrest. Well, Lulu is like, Mom, what am I going to do? So what did she do? She knew she needed to get help. So she came out of the house at full speed, not even hesitating, and went down and laid in traffic. She wanted to get someone's attention so she could alert them that her mom needed help. Um, She, you know, she would go, she if nobody would stop, she would run back into the house, check on Joanne, and then rush back into the street to try to get someone. Finally, someone actually stopped, and Lulu immediately like fort like pushed them to get them into the house. They found Joanne, and jo- they were able to call the police and save Joanne's life. Pigs are smart, and I have heard this on several different occasions. But this is this is. I'm going to say amazing and awesome a lot because, you know, I know a lot of people think that animals are stupid. Animals are definitely not stupid. Uh, They are easily trained. But to just know that they're uh, that, you know, Joanne needed help and she figured out that she went out into the street and laid down that somebody might help her. That is super smart. That is like beyond smart. There are people who aren't even that smart. Our next little rescue is a silver-backed gorilla from the Jersey Zoo whose name is Jumbo. Jumbo was in his little enclosure when a child fell into the enclosure at the pen. Jumbo immediately went and got the boy caressing his back trying to like reassure him that everything was going to be okay not only did he move by the child's side to protect him but he also asserted his dominance so that the other gorillas in the enclosure would not come near the little boy when the little boy woke up and began to cry uh jambo led the other gorillas away from the little boy so that the rescuers could get to him so i'm sorry i just feel like sometimes animals treat kids better than people do when i hear all of these horrible horrible things that people do to children that breaks my heart makes me want to go all psycho on these people i see stuff like this and i'm like wow even even a gorilla (laughs) knows 
that it's a child and we need to save it. Him. I shouldn't refer to it as it. Now, this one is interesting. And I don't know if this is the dog just being like super smart or just a lucky step of the paw. But Toby is a golden retriever. And one day, uh, his mom, his, you know, his owner uh, was eating an apple and it got stuck in her throat. And Toby, as she collapsed to the floor, Toby pressed firmly on her chest and eventually dislodged the piece of apple. Uh, They are saying that he performed the Heimlich maneuver. Now, was it a Heimlich maneuver? (laughs) I'm going to say it is because he saved this lady's life. And if that's what it was, fine. Um, But once uh, they could breathe, you know, obviously Toby would not stop licking his mom's face because he loves her and he couldn't wait to save her. It's just so adorable. And so, you know, I'm glad I have dogs. They actually are happy to see me sometimes. All right. Um, What just happened to my notes? Hold on. Okay. Something happened where it like duplicated all my notes. So sorry about the pause. The next one. Now this one. This one, when I read this, I was like, holy shit, if this is real, this is incredible. So this is from 2012. A young African girl was kidnapped by seven men. And because she refused to marry, they left her in the jungle to die. So there was a search party that went out looking for her. And when they found her, there were. Sorry. There were three lions standing guard around her. Once the the searchers, you know, the lions saw that the searchers were there to save her, they kind of just left. They walked away, like, mission accomplished. People are here to save this little girl. And they left. Now, was it God? You know, controlling these lions, saving this little girl. Could be. Could it be that these three lions were just protectors? I don't know. Lions are carnivores. They are wild animals. And, you know, they could have eaten her. So that could have been a heavenly intervention. The next story that we have is about Amber Mason, who was actually saved by a four-year-old elephant. There was a tsunami in 2004 in Indonesia, and when the wave struck, the elephant took Amber on his back and went to higher ground. When the wave crashed on them with all of its power, the elephant turned his back to create a wall to protect little Amber. Again, animals have that instinct to protect. And that 
is incredible. Now, we have Noel Osborne. He is a farmer. Farmers always have a special place in my heart. Um, now, Noel normally began his day like more, you know, he got up, started his work, and he had an unfortunate accident that ended up breaking his hip. He was immobilized and way too far away for anyone to hear his cries for help. His goat Mandy took care of him for five days. She laid on top of him to keep him warm and even allowed Noel to feed on her milk so that he could survive. Again, that maternal instinct, that saving, you know, that they're so smart that they know that this is what they need to survive. And I, I think a lot of it does come from like we help them survive. So they know when there's a change in our demeanor. They know that there's a change in our our attitude, our stress levels, our adrenaline levels, stuff like that. Animals are very susceptible to know those changes of emotion. And they know like, okay, this person's been helping me. I know I'm going to do that. And I know people are going to give me slack for that because, blah, they're animals. But I do believe that's true. Um, just like humans can sense that change, you know, if someone's sad, if someone is angry, you know, we can tell other people how how they feel. I think animals can do the same thing. Now, this one, ugh, I was like typing this out and crying, so hopefully I don't <laughs> cry. Um, this is about a dog. Um, who four burglars had broken into a home and they did not hesitate to shoot the owner. The owner would have certainly died if Lefty had not thrown himself on his owner to protect him from the impact of the bullet. Now, this uh, dog did have some very serious injury and unfortunately had to have a leg amputated, but he is still alive and he saved his owner from death. So he gave his leg, but his owner is safe. You know, if somebody broke in my house, my dogs would all be like, do you have treats? Are you going to pet my belly? Are you going to help me? I don't think that they throw themselves on me <laughs> to save me. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I raised them to be too friendly. Kabang. Now, <laughs> this song, this name is so wrong. Um, Kabang managed to save the life of a little girl and her owner's niece. This is a little dog, by the way. By listening to her instincts, she pushed the little girl and the woman out of the way of a car that was coming. They did not apparently pay attention. They were not looking both ways when they crossed the road. And even the dog knew to look both ways. But uh, Kabang, just, I know this is so wrong, but all I keep when I hear Kabang for a dog's name, the dog got hit by a car. Could we change the dog's name? I mean, when you hear, that's like, bang. I'm sorry. I have a really sick sense of humor. 
Um, and <laughs> it's just wrong. A bang. The dog got hit by a car. Change the dog's name to something else. You know, I don't know. Anyway, uh, the dog had received very serious injuries, um, but with the donations from all over the world, she had undergone surgery and now lives a happy life uh, with her owner and the people that she actually helped save, which is great. Okay. What do we got here next? Next we have, okay, this is a parrot. And parrots are super smart. My mom's friend actually used to have a parrot that used to talk. And I used to love to go there and try to see if I could get it to learn curse words. Again, I am an idiot. <laughs> so the parrot's name is Willie. And uh, Willie's owner, uh, you know, had a baby, put the baby in her bassinet and decided that while she was sleeping, she was going to go try to take a shower. And while she's in the bathroom, she heard the bird like flapping its wings and, you know, making the weird noises and freaking out. And she's just like, what is going on? And then she heard Willie say, mommy, baby. And that's when she's like, holy crap. She ran out and she saw that her daughter Hannah was blue in the face because her daughter was choking on something. So had it not been that Willie was there watching over little Hannah. Hannah would have passed away while mommy was in the shower. So amazing. So amazing. Now, this last story. This is a very recent story that just actually took place in January of 2021. And this, this is why I always say that animal rescue is so important. So Sadie was a 100-pound German shepherd and had been turned away by three different shelters when she finally arrived in Oakland, New Jersey in early 2020. Sadie had anxiety and was especially uneasy around men. So the rescue actually thought that there's no way they would ever adopt this dog out to a man because she was so uneasy with men. This dog would definitely have to go to a woman. But fortunately, uh, Brian Myers came in on October and saw Sadie, and it was love at first sight. He knew that he had to have this dog. So he worked with her on her anxiety issues, and because of the COVID and stuff, they really bonded really well. So on January 18th, Sadie would save Brian, like Brian saved her. He woke up in the night and went to use the bathroom, and when he got up, his legs actually gave out from underneath him, and he fell to the floor. He was trapped in a small base between the bed and the wall, unable to reach his cell phone. He laid there wondering, how long will I be stuck here before someone even finds me? Aware that something was happening, Sadie ran to Myers and started licking his face and showing signs of distress. He would try to console her by petting her, and as soon as he placed his hand on her collar, she immediately started pulling him across the room until she pulled him far enough that he could reach the cell phone to call for help. So he had, uh, it doesn't say what his medical issue was, unless I missed it in the article, but he ended up being in the hospital and in a rehab facility for three weeks. But <laughs> when he was able to get out, Sadie was super happy, jumping all over him, kissing him. The dog was so, so happy to be reunited with the man who saved her 
now uh, Mr. Myers is actually going to write a book about Sadie, a children's book. So that should be pretty interesting. I think, uh, excuse me, having an inspiration for a book like that is going to be cool. So I can't wait to see that. I'm going to try to keep watching, seeing if I can find any information on that. It'll be really cool. So you know what else can save you? Ruby blue lip balm. It is still chaps lip season. And you're going to need something that is going to help you with those chapped lips. Ruby Blue can help. Ruby Blue is going to make your lips soft and supple, and it comes in so many different amazing flavors. There is the strawberry ice cream. There is the coconut mint. There is the ice cold. Uh, there is, uh, what is that other one that I like? I mean, I like them all. Blood orange. I really like the blood orange. Um, they have the strawberry sparkle. They're little, they're not like overly big, so they'll fit easily in your pocket or in a little pouch in your purse. And they're super, super cost effective. You know, two to three dollars. Just get some, hand some out as gifts. Easter's coming. These beautiful colored lip balms would look beautiful as an extra little special gift in Easter baskets. And you'll help people keep their lips nice and soft and supple for the whole summer. You know, sun, it'll help with your lips when you're out in the sun. You won't be licking them and have dried lips. You know, I know you got to drink a lot of water, but the lip balm also helps. So go to Ruby Blue. They're on Instagram right now. Uh, you can private message them through Instagram. If you do not have Instagram and you are interested in ordering Ruby Blue, email me, dammitwithbeaver at gmail.com, and I will hook a sister or a brother up. We've all seen how ugly this world can be. But you know what? Any of us can be nice to anyone at any time. And the feeling that creates is contagious. With that in mind, the best way to change this world would be with random acts of kindness. I love stories where someone just does something nice for a stranger. It makes me realize that there are such good people in this world and we all should just do something nice for someone. So this story is about Kate Shetley. Uh, Kate was shopping at Target, you know, regular Target trip, but for some reason her card wouldn't go through the checkout line. So she had to pull over at the register, try to figure everything out. She figured it out, got back in line, and when she went to check out, the cashier is like, here's a gift card from the person in front of you. So now Shetley refers to the woman as the masked stranger because she has no idea who she was. And, you know, she wasn't having a good week. Just some personal issues going on. But it's at moments like that, I'm going to tear up again. Small things can affect someone. They can make their day, make someone feel special. It's like someone noticed me. Someone cares who doesn't even know who I am, said Shetley. And that's what random acts of kindness are all about. They're showing compassion to a stranger in a time of need, whether it's something big or something small, it's just a little act to be like, you know what? 
I got your back. I don't know you, but someone has your back. And it makes people feel like they're not alone in this world. It makes people realize that there is good people in this world and that, you know what? Life is not as bad as we thought. Now, I was actually a little disappointed in my husband tonight. He went to the pharmacy to pick up a prescription for our dog, Stella. She's uh, gets seizures, so she's on seizure medication. And he told me that the person in front of him was uh, going to get a prescription. And then they're just like, oh, no, we can't afford that. And they left. And I'm like, didn't you pay for it? It's like it was $97. I'm like, and? I know $97 seems like a lot of money to pay for a stranger, but you should have paid for it. I mean, medication is something that that person probably needed. So it's not like, it's not like you're buying their cigarettes or their beer or junk food or something. It's medication. I feel really bad. I wish I would have been there because I I was preparing dinner when he went. Um, I definitely, definitely would have paid for it. I feel really bad. And I keep thinking about it. I don't know why I can't get it out of my head. I'm actually thinking, I wonder if I call the pharmacy and be like, remember there was somebody there that had a prescription that was $97? Can I pay you over the phone? And then you just call them up and tell them that it's ready and paid for. All they got to do is pick it up. I wonder if I could do that. You have to figure that out. Now, I have a very, very big event that's coming up this week, and it is my big brother's birthday. That's right. He is going to be 48. Eight years old. Yes, 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 Albert. Ooh, I wasn't going to say your name, but now I did. Uh, he is 48. And, uh, well, he, um, uh, it, uh, it pains me to say this, but he is a really good guy. Don't, and I know he listens to the show, so yeah. he, <laughs> It's probably like, oh God, here we go. He is actually annoying with how nice he is. Uh, he is super thoughtful. He's caring and he's a great dad. And he's got pretty incredible kids because he's always supported their dreams. He's been there to watch them play baseball. He's been there to watch them stick the landing at gymnastics competitions. He's helped them with computers and homework and all of that stuff. I mean, he's got a wife that's kind of okay. I mean, she's, she's average, you know, no, I'm sorry. She's a good mom. And, you know, I'm probably going to get struck dead as soon as she hears this. It comes over and slaps me all the way from Georgia. But I mean, to be fair, they are really great parents. Uh, They're, they, their kids know that they love them and they're tough on them when they need to be. And there is a line and they know not to cross it. So I guess thanks for not raising assholes. Now, my brother and I, we were not always the closest. I never thought he was one of the best brothers. I mean, we would fight and, you know, my dad would have to break it up. There were pranks. There were tricks. There was all that childhood nonsense. But I can tell you exactly when that all changed. It was 1989. And my brother decided to do his basic training for the National Guard, sorry, National Guard between his junior and his senior year. 
and it was in that time that he changed. He was no longer that dopey dickhead that would always tantalize me. He realized that being far away from home, he missed me. And I actually have a letter from him. I actually think I still have it where he wrote to me and told me how much he missed me and that when he got back, things were going to change. It was like he became a man. And he realized that it's not the petty shit anymore. I mean, can you blame him for missing me? Because I am pretty awesome. I mean, he's, he's not going to say he's perfect because obviously I am the perfect child of the family. But he's a close second. <laughs> My brother is funny. He is smart. Um, he, he's my drinking buddy. <laughs> I love to surprise him. Uh, actually, it's not really a surprise. Every time he comes to Pennsylvania, he loves hot bologna. And uh, I always have a couple jars here, which irritates his wife because she does not like when he eats it. But he only gets it like once or twice a year. And I make sure he has enough. Uh, sometimes I will send some to Georgia to uh, include in like a gift box or something. But because it's liquid, it's hard to ship. And I prefer not to because it also weighs a lot. But I make sure he has enough when he's here to hold him over for the next couple of months until he comes back here. Um, the one thing he will do, and it, maybe it's just me. But I swear sometimes he will choose the opposite side of an argument just to debate me, just to see if I am true to my values or my opinion and see if he can sway me. I feel sometimes like I know where he's going to go in a conversation and then he'll do the exact opposite. I don't know if it's just to do the opposite of what I think or if he's actually just trying to be like, I'm going to debate her to see. What, I'm going to see if I can see if she's going to hold true to what she believes in. It's really weird. But the one thing I did realize about my brother is that he is definitely like a moderator. He can calm a situation that's getting out of control. I've seen it in bars when we used to hang out. But the one memory I was thinking about was when uh, I had flown to Georgia for Christmas one year. Uh, it was a long time ago. I don't even think I was married yet. <sighs> Oh my God, that is a long time ago. But he picked me up at the airport and we were driving home. We actually had barely left the airport. We had come up, we had come up to a stop sign. Or not a stop sign, a stop light. And there was a bus in front of us. And the bus had, you know, wasn't able to stop right at the intersection. And, you know, he stayed back from the thing so the bus could back up so he wasn't sitting in the intersection and the bus driver's backing up and the bus driver's backing up and the bus driver's backing all of a sudden I'm like dude this bus driver hit us backed into us and then kept hitting the gas like do you not realize that you're hitting somebody so like I had to kind of slip over and put my foot on the brake so my brother could jump out and he's like hitting the side of the bus like dude you're still hitting us the guy stops as soon as the light turns. 
the guy doesn't even wait. He just like goes and then makes this left hand turn into like a secured area for the airport. And we pulled up to the gate and we're like that bus just hit us and then took off. So we follow the guy at the gate, let us in. We get up there. This guy on this bus was such an asshole. He was like yelling at my brother and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, don't even make me go off on you. This guy was such a jerk. And my brother's just like, okay, listen. He's like, I'm not trying to get you fired. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. But you hit us. And then you took off. Like, he was so calm about it. I'm sitting there like, dude, I would have punched him in the face. Like, he actually, my brother kind of looked at me. He's like, just go sit in the truck. Because I probably would have made the situation worse. But I do not like when people don't take responsibility for their actions. You effed up, man up, and don't try to blame someone else. Because he was, I don't remember, I think he was saying something like, you were really close to me. And we're like, uh, no, we gave you plenty of room to back up. And even when you hit us, you kept hitting the gas. So then they went inside a building and they did some paperwork and stuff. But he had to calm this guy down. And, and the whole time I'm thinking, that guy is a dickhead. That guy needs to be fired or he needs to be put on break leave or something because there's no way that he should be responsible for an action for an accident and then get out and yell at us we did nothing wrong we're not the ones who hit us and they kept hitting the gas to keep backing into us and the weird thing is my brother he was saying that that day he thought about bringing the car because and they had like a really low sitting car i think it was a saturn and he's like if we would have had the car he probably would have backed up over the hood of the car and it would have killed us so thank god he had the big freaking white pickup i think it was a dodge and it was really big so but it's it's in those situations where i see he has this cool head about him and he's able to bring a situation down to a level where people can actually talk about it and it's it's one thing i admire about him i mean don't get me wrong there are times he can be completely hot-headed we all can we can all have those moments where it's like get the hell away from me knock it the hell off but majority of the time he is very level-headed. He's very laid back. He's very just like, okay. I, I kind of want to say he's the flower child of the family. Like, dude, totally cool. Peace out, you know. But I, I admire my brother. I really do. He's really become successful in life, not only with his beautiful home, his successful career, but he has a wonderful wife. Oh, God. I hope she doesn't listen because I don't want her to think I actually like her. No, I'm only kidding. I do like her. She's funny. Um, <laughs> she's probably shaking her head right now, rolling her eyes like she always does when I harass her. Um, he's got a wonderful wife. He's got a great career. And he's got these three wonderful children. Three wonderful kids. I mean... So if you have three kids, you're lucky if you get one that actually isn't an asshole. But he's got three kids that aren't an asshole. I'm I'm actually super proud of his oldest son, who is actually in the Coast Guard. Uh, he is leaving Virginia Beach to travel to Oregon to go on to the next stage in the Coast Guard, where he is going to be working in search and rescue, which... I don't know why it scares me so much, because he's going to be up in this helicopter and but he's fulfilling a dream and he's fulfilling that dream because he had parents that believed in him. 
He had parents that pushed him to do better. And that's really what parents are supposed to do. Do better, have faith in your children, and let them find their happiness. It's it's a great feeling to know that I have a brother like that, that I have a brother that is so wonderful. And I just want to say happy birthday, brother. And I'm so glad that God blessed my life with you. I want to talk about my garden. I actually have been trying to do food preservation, which I'm going to start getting into canning. I actually follow someone on TikTok. I think it's like peels to petals or something like that. She's super cool. Super awesome. If you are thinking about doing food preservation, I really think that you should. I will tweet out a link to her. I can't find it fast enough. Hate that stuff. Um, Peels, peelies and petals. It's P-E-E-L-I-E-S and then the letter N and then petals, P-E-T-A-L-S. So if you are interested in doing any type of food preservation, uh, I would suggest if you have a TikTok account to follow her. If you're not on TikTok, you can Google her. Um, and I'll actually send a link out because she has, um, she does have a page, which is a beacons page where it has all of her information on it, uh, how you can contact her. And I love her, her little tagline is grab your balls. Cause that's the ball jars, but she does some really good videos. And actually every Monday at 8 PM, she does TikTok live where she will, uh, actually show you step-by-step how to can products. And while she's talking, uh, you can ask questions and she has moderators that come in, either answer the questions or she'll pop it in and she'll answer it for you. Um, She has a list of things. She has a YouTube page. I love her. She's so informative. She's learned all of her canning from her grandmother, from her mom, She's in like uh, a canning group where she, they talk about different things. And I mean, she canned bacon. I didn't even know you could can bacon. I didn't know you could can hamburger, um, chicken, stuff like that. And then she actually, once she, you know, she'll show you how to can everything. And excuse me. Once you can't, once the canning process is done, she'll go in and show you, okay, well, I'm going to make the one time she wanted to make chicken pot pie. So she made her fresh dough and then she pulled out a can of chicken, can of like two or three different things of vegetables. And she made her, uh, her uh, chicken pot pie from what she had in her pantry. Now she has, she is excessively canning because I think she said she has enough food to go about six months. If she didn't have to go to a grocery store and there was some, there was an issue, she could probably stretch it out to like eight months if she limited the food that they in took they took in every day. But she has a whole bedroom in her house that she just put shelves on, and it's all her canned goods. It's incredible. Because I have been thinking about food preservation. I've been thinking about a lot of that stuff, especially with the last year 
you know, and I mean, even what happened in Texas with that ice storm, the, the shores, the, the st- shelves, oh my God, I couldn't think of the word shelves. The shelves in the stores were completely empty. So what do you do? We need to learn to be more self-sufficient. Our grandparents didn't really have this issue because they were self-sufficient. They were able to preserve their food, to keep it for long periods of time. You know, you can go out and buy those food prepared things where they last for 25 years, but they're expensive. And, you know, if you can grow your own food, you know where it comes from, you know that it's yours, you know what pesticides went into it, and you can preserve it yourself. So I actually started simple. And by simple, I mean I started dry canning. So if you've never heard of dry canning, which is something, it's weird because when I talk about it to people, they're like, what do you mean dry canning? It's a process. You know, you have to sterilize your jars. Now, I saw this going two different ways, but it doesn't, it still feels like the way, the first way that I read is the best way. And that's how I actually did it. Um, and I can send out a link, a link I, sh- I, I um, used for this. But the link, uh, it's a YouTube video and it's, it's from a prepper. So if you do this correctly, your rice and your beans will be good for 10 to 15 years on your shelf. So, and you can buy like huge bags of rice at Walmart. Now it's only white rice uh, from what I read. And if you find something different, please send me the information. But from what I found, you cannot dry can brown rice because of the oils or something that's in the brown rice. You can dry can white rice. Uh, I did black beans and I also have, I think they're pinto beans. Uh, So I'm I'm still looking for jars. For some reason, I'm having an issue getting jars. Um, But I, I was thinking about getting some shipped to the house, but I'm afraid to have glass shipped, but maybe I might just do that just so I can get them so I can get started on the rest of my stuff. Um, I did smaller jars of rice and beans because my my thing is I don't want to can like a half gallon of rice. That's a lot. And I don't want to have to make that all at one time. Once you open it, I don't remember them saying what the process would be to. But so it's actually it's a simple process and it worked really well for me. So the first thing I did was I, you know, it was um water and a little bit of vinegar and you boil your jar you uh you know put your jars in that you bring them to a boil uh so that that can purify those jars then you take the jars put them on a cookie sheet and stick them in the oven at 200 or 225 and like i said i'm going to send the video out for this so it's all going to be there and in that uh you have to make sure the jars are completely dry And the reason you need to make sure that they are completely dry is because you're going to be putting a dry product into it. And if there's any moisture in there, it's going to mess with that balance. So uh, once the jars are dry, you pull them out of the oven, let them cool a little bit. And then I got actually a canning kit, which has like a little grabber thing for the jars and has a funnel and stuff. So I put the funnel over top and I filled it up with uh, the rice, leaving about a half an inch to three quarters of an inch on the top. And then you wipe the top of the seal off with like rubbing alcohol or vinegar, they said. I think I used vinegar because that's what I had. And then you put it back on the cookie sheet and you repeat this process until your cookie sheet's full. 
then you need to put that rice back in the oven and you leave it in there. There's different times for different sizes of jars. But since I only did quart jars, I think it was like 50 minutes at 225. You have to slow cook that because on rice and beans, there is a larva and you have to kill that. Otherwise, it's going to just destroy your your uh, rice or beans when you, and when it's sitting on your shelf. So once that time is up, you pull the jar out, put the lid on, and, and then you tighten it. You have to do it while it's hot because as it cools, it's going to seal. And you get to hear all those cute little pops once it happens. Now, I only did, I think I did five jars of rice. Excuse me, I did five jars of rice and four jars of beans. And all of them sealed. Every single one. I was so excited because I was so afraid they weren't going to seal. Uh, and I didn't do a lot at first because I didn't want to have to do a whole bunch of stuff. And then it's like, ugh, of course this didn't work. Surprisingly, I was able to follow directions and I was able to do it. So if you're interested in doing any type of canning, like I said, I would go on to uh, Peelies and Petals. That's P-E-E-L-I-E-S, the letter N, Petals, P-E-T-A-L-S. I would go on. I would follow her if you're on TikTok. Uh, if not, she has a YouTube page. Like I said, I'll send everything out. She is super, super, super friendly, super knowledgeable. And I am, last year when I grew a bunch of tomatoes, I was handing them away and I'm like, I need to learn how to can this stuff. I need to learn how to make my own spaghetti sauce. The one thing I need to do though, is I need to get a pressure cooker because I don't have one. Uh, I have a big enough container to do the wet, the water bath or the water canning, but I don't have a pressure cooker. Uh, and it, I believe she did say that you shouldn't use your pressure cooker to do canning. So I need to get an actual pressure cooker that's actually going to be on my list. And hopefully I can convince my husband to get husband to get that for me. Um, but that's it. You know, that's just something I'm going to start learning how to be self-sufficient. I'm going to be learning to do more things by hand. I'm going to start learning how to make yeast products because I can cook almost anything. And apparently my mother-in-law loves my eclairs. I made a bunch of eclairs because I had a brunch this weekend with some of my girlfriends and I had some extras. So I said to my husband, take some down, ask your mom if she wants them. And well, she kept every single one of them. So she must have truly enjoyed <laughs> those eclairs. So <laughs> I love it. I, it actually makes me so happy when people love my baking. So, but the one thing I don't have good luck with, I, I, it, I was trying to make bread last year and I had such an issue making bread. I want to actually try to do that again. Uh, I'm getting pushback from my friends to learn how to make uh, sticky buns. So I have yeast. I'm going to have to just bite the bullet and try again because I have that fear of failing because I've already failed so many times trying to make bread. And I know I feared before about those macarons and then I was able to make them and they were perfect. So I need to just get myself into the game and try again. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. I have other things I'm trying to get done. If you like listening to this show, please like, follow, and share. You can help spread the beaver all around because I have no advertising budget. So any help 
word of mouth, social media posts would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Remember, wherever you're listening, like, follow, and share. I'm on Spreaker, iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, um, pretty much almost any podcast platform. This show is on Spreaker is my main one, but you can listen to me anywhere. Don't forget that I am on Twitter at Damn It Beaver. I'm on Instagram, Damn It With Beaver, and you can reach out via email, dammitwithbeaver at gmail.com. And by the way, when I say reach out, I'm specifically targeting the Oklahoma Beaver Buddies. I need puppy pictures. So please, please, please reach out, send me some pictures. I'm sure people that listen to the show would even love to see the dogs that you guys are rescuing. And I still can't believe that you guys are doing that. It's just it just makes my heart so happy uh, that you that you guys just took this initiative to do this whole dog rescue. You make me feel like an idiot. Thanks again. But no, thank you. I do. I really love it. Um, and I guess that's it. So, you know, as you go into the week, don't let the world get you down. You just say, damn it. And you move on. Beaver out. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.